the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Ah, uh, let's see. What do we want to start with? Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. Let's start with that. Y'all listening to... You got a beautiful voice. It's all right. It's all right. It's pretty yeah, good. It's not bad. Um, well, Marcus, you just tell us what to start with. All right, that's Marcus. I'm Ben. We're back. Uh, we got uh, Ned Hepburn with us. Hello. And I'll tell you, this is this is a part two. Yeah. But it's going to be a quick one. The Mighty <laughs> Ducks. I've got about 10 minutes before I'm too drunk to record my voice and feel confident about it. So that's <laughs> not bad. That's pretty good. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, at the end of our last episode, uh, Ned and uh, I and Marcus, we started to do uh, we started to discuss guns, and uh, that's always a fun topic. You know, always. everyone loves to talk about them. It's an American pastime. Forget baseball, football, basketball, rugby, and the emerging <laughs> MLS, Major League Soccer. Which shame on you, America, selling out like that. Mm. I hate. I hate it. You know, I don't. I don't. You hate soccer or just the MLS? Well, the thing about the MLS is this. MLS is still in a phase right now where the people that like it, they're sort of like the people that enjoyed the Dave Matthews band before Satellite came out. You Ooh. know, and they really think that they're cool for loving this sport that is not currently fashionable in America. Yeah, we, we got a friend who's a, a Red Bulls fan. It's insufferable. Oh. He wears, he's wearing the jersey. He's talking down to us because we're not watching a couple of grown men kick a ball around with their feet. Pick it up with your hands. What did we evolve for? The first fish that crawled out of the goddamn ocean didn't intend for us not to use the two flippers that he was desperately trying to make into hands. I mean, it's, it's offensive. It's offensive. It's against the laws of nature. Soccer needs to go back to Canada. To Canada. I don't even know if they play <laughs> soccer in Canada. I don't know. I don't know. They play hockey there, the other boring sport. All right. Well, <laughs> hockey's a good sport. There's a possibility that your uh, throat will get cut by a hockey skate. Yeah, that is. That you is can true. bleed all over the ice. That's exciting. Has it ever happened? It has. It has happened. Yeah, it happens yeah, to happened. goalies, not on a regular basis, but mm-hmm. it has happened multiple times. And uh, it, that's a scary moment. That is a scary moment. And it's a fun moment to watch. You know, it's fun. That's why hockey's sort of exciting, the idea of death. Soccer. <laughs> I mean, who cares? You know, what are they doing? Running around six-pack abs, strong calves, nice gluteus maximuses, kicking the ball around. It's the socks. Yeah, now I kind of see it. I think I'm going to start watching it. All right, yeah. good, good. Yeah, yeah. It's mostly socks. Speaking of socks, I'll tell you, that Adam Lanza kid. <laughs> How how high did he wear his socks? Loved socks. Couldn't get enough of them. (laughs) Of course, we're discussing guns, and every time you discuss guns, you have to uh, discuss the human beings that were attached to the gun when they committed a massacre. Because a gun, while it lies there on its own, um, is not bad. Similar how a whopper. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. That's right. You know, and it's like, it's like the worst people, fucking argument. Cars don't drive cars. People drive cars. We should ban all the cars because the cars are killing the people. But you could do that. You could also just try to take full responsibility for your for your unbelievable uh, ability to get from California to New York in 22 hours. You know, which is the car. The car did it. Yeah. Not the people. Not the person. Not the person. However, uh, in most of these shootings, the person 
does do it, but with a wonderful assistant that is a gun. Yeah. And uh, so Lanza, he loved knee-high socks, by the way, to answer the question. Loved knee-high socks. And uh, the reason... Do we know that? No, but we're just going to (laughs) assume... You know, I, I really like knee-high socks. Do you really? On me and on other people. Mm, very interesting. Well, That's you would have recorded. loved Adam. You guys would have been good friends. Uh, he strikes me as like a white tube sock by a pack of 24 for eight bucks at Target kind of guy. I mean, it's a deal. Yeah, it's it a is. Steal, it is so it is a good deal. Of course it is. But now, of course, uh, you know, the investigation has been sort of concluded. Uh, the, there's a book out called Newtown, an American Tragedy. Mm. This man is sort of pulling a uh, sort of pulling a um, uh, Dr. Loomis from the Halloween series, writing about the sociopath, understanding the the mind of a killer, also trying to understand how he's going to uh, afford that new beautiful car that his wife wants to buy. So he better write another goddamn book about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I think he wrote the book way too soon because he wrote the book. Before all of these pictures and documents and investigations actually came out, he would have understood him a little bit more if he would have known that Adam Lanza, mm. as a child, wrote a book called The Big Book of Granny, uh, in which uh, the child who is the hero shoots his mother in the head. Well, no, I thought a- it was the granny who had a thing in her cane, right? Wasn't it? Was it? I thought it was a granny had a gun in her cane and went around shooting kids. It's oh, The Big Book of Granny? 78% sure it's that. It's oh my the latter. God. We have a 78% sure by Ned. Yeah. Marcus, how percent sure are you? I don't know. It's just as uh, CBS uh, I like said, that number, 78%, 78% sure. Oh, okay. It's I'm pretty sure. And I'm willing to bet on it. It says he wrote a violent book as a child that included passages in which a, the, a character shoots his mother in the head. I'll Let me uh, further research the big book of Granny. The Literally. big because book of your, Granny. Your book sounds much better. Yes. It's not I mean, my it, book. God. Did you write it? It's Adam? a fucking serial killer. Yeah. Book. Well, we're here with Adam Lanza's ghostwriter. <laughs> Hello. Ned Hepburn. <laughs> Ned Hepburn, everybody. Um, the new articles that are coming out about the, uh, obviously, it's a tragedy. We all know this. Um, but now a lot of people are blaming his mother because all she did was um, basically serve hand and foot uh, whatever her son wanted, her son got. He never even came out of his room. He would email her demands. Yeah, in his room. Which, when I have a kid, if I don't hear you fucking verbalize to my face what you want, you're not getting it. You don't text me. You don't email me. Don't even fucking call me if you're in the house. Find me because you know where I'm in the bathroom, looking for chips in the closet. Or on the TV, or on the couch watching TV. In the closet? Yeah, because that's where a lot of people keep their chips. <laughs> they do. People keep chips in the closet. People keep, yeah. Which friend. closet? The chip closet. <laughs> what do you mean, which closet? Where yeah. is it? Is it like in your bedroom? Or? It's in the hallway. <laughs> that goes. It's the closest closet to the hallway that has the door that leads you downstairs where you eat your chips and watch your TV. What kind of house did you grow up in? I grew up in a house where we put our chips in the kitchen. <laughs> it's more about like the ability to you grab and go. This is personal. This is personal. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave. Gonna yeah, are you here? Are you even still here, Ned? Kind of. What do you think? I mean, is the really mom? Weird Thanksgiving. Is, is the? Uh, it is. It's a strange family. You should have actually been at the Thanksgiving that we shared together on Thursday. Was, oh shit! It was great. Yeah, it was great. 
It was perfect. We <laughs> talked a lot about the uh, the, the uh, lead singer of a band who was busted for child pornography. But uh, oh, the last prophets. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We holy had many lord. Conversations about that. It's fucked up. And of course, he was looking at pictures of mothers sucking their own baby's dick. And for all intents and purposes, that's what Adam Lanza's mother was doing to his psych- uh, psychosis, to his insane brain. All she was doing was sucking at sweet dick and uh, and trying to you know um, give it, uh, trying to trying to please it, you know and. Uh, do you think that there is some validity validity to the idea that Adam Lanza's mom is almost as much, if not to some degree, more to blame for this tragedy than Adam Lanza himself? It's it's, it's an enabler. It's just an, an total enabler. Yeah, and that's sort of what. And not to get completely Aaron Sorkin monologue, but that's kind of what America does. It enables people to do these fucking things by handing them all these weapons when they don't have any sort of like, men- they've got all these like mental illnesses and right. Like nobody needs a gun. And I think that's, I'll, I'll totally, if someone disagrees, they can shoot me in the face. Like I genuinely, right. they can find me and they can shoot me in the face if they disagree with me on that. It just, it weirds me out that that's. So you're against the, all guns. Cause on the show we have, I mean, you know, I don't like the AK 47s cause I don't think that mm, they're needed. I, I mean, I'm I'm all for you know the Second Amendment thing of you know you should have something to defend yourself, right. obviously. But if you start taking it to the, it's all right to have a gun. A gun, its its use is to kill something, to kill or That's to it. severely injure whatever you point it at. And not everybody should have that fucking right at Certainly all. Certainly not. I do think that it should be a right oh, yeah. that it was. Uh, I think it should be a it it, it should be a right. Uh, you're born. And I'm not a Catholic. I'm not a Christian, so I don't believe that you're born with original sin. I think it's Bjork. Bjork. I am Bjork, actually. <laughs> I, I'm going hunting. Ooh, I would love to see Bjork hunting. <laughs> I oh, like that, do you say hunted? Hello. Hunting. Oh. Not hunted. I mean, she'd be the easiest goddamn That's game out there. What's the Bjork? Where's that beautiful <laughs> sound that coming worst, from? That was the worst Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would pay to see Jennifer Lawrence hunt Bjork. I mean, God. Holy Lord. Yeah, oh, I would my. pretty much pay to see her and Bjork do anything. Eat, uh, you know, <laughs> some cronuts. And, yeah. yeah. Tacos. I'd like to see Steve Buscemi hunt Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> That's would great. Be really good. I bend the moss this whole time. Hey, yes. Should we tip it? It's just Jay Leno. Never mind. Steve Buscemi. I'm going to kill you. I know you're out there, Bjork. <laughs> Steve Buscemi, Hampty Bjork would be the greatest thing of all time. Bonnie Ray on the show tonight. Uh, if anyone out there wants to draw perfect. a picture of Steve Buscemi hunting Bjork, yeah. please send it to cavecomedyradio.gmail.com. Feel free. Feel yes. free. We got some crafty fans. We do. They're brilliant, brilliant people. I like that idea. I mean, a gift. I mean, if you're if you're a mother though, and your kid demands, how many guns do you got to give your kid? And by, the, I mean, what do you think? She was all. She was the one that was all about guns, and then just going to gave him all of those. She had closets full. Of, we just saw pictures of them. Closets yeah. full of guns. Closets full of guns. You, had a you gun live safe. in fucking Connecticut for Christ's sake, like in a rural farmland. A nice fucking house, and I think anyone's going to come and you've got to be kind of... There's a weird paranoia, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like a very them and us thing, where people right. are really like, uh, like they are, like the, the capital T, they are going to come and take our capital O stuff. It's just like, fuck off, dude. Like, we're all in this shit together. Yeah. Not to get all super fucking liberal, but like, there's no fucking reason why you can't... If you look at it, 
like a them in a situation so much where you think your neighbor's going to come and fucking attack you. Well, I mean, back in the day, the notion, too, was that you have a gun underneath your pillow, but you have one gun. Back the in the day, they have... threw people in fucking like, rivers to see if they were witches. There shouldn't, there's no reason to fucking get You have to find out, Ned. <laughs> you have to find out who the witches are. Sorry, I forgot it was a comedy podcast. Like, yeah. I totally failed. Yeah. Like, what, what, what do you what, what do you want us? Do you want to use the prick test? <laughs> what what, what kind of test do you want to use, yeah. Ned? We're doing a test, yeah. no matter what. It's like a just a b- typical liberal that's just going to sit here and tell us <laughs> what the pre- tell us everything that we're doing wrong, but you don't have any solutions, do no you? No solution. No solution. I get emails like that, too. There's people that <laughs> of like, go off, and I'm like, why? You're, I'm not going to change my mind. It's an yeah. email. But by the way, the best torture to find out if somebody was a witch. My personal favorite was the uh, the one the uh, the uh, they would put them in that steel cage, yeah, and then hover them above the flames. I watched a great thing on the History Channel. I forget the name of the device. Uh, great show on the History Channel about it. Apparently, if someone was really fat, particularly a gal, uh, they would put them in a smaller cage to make it more uncomfortable. Which I mean, you can just kind of see the the, the comical visual. Jesus. Of this person just stuffed into a goddamn metal cage like some peacock that said the wrong thing or something. Um, rotisserie witch. Yeah, rotisserie witch. If they scream, she's a witch. That was a so. really good Eric Clapton album. Rotisserie witch? Yeah, it was. I love that album. You think Eric Clapton is ever like, I need another kid to die so I can write a good song? <laughs> He's um, terrible. He, no, I like him. Like, I like you, Mr. Clapton. Uh, I love everything. I, he I'm a hates lover. black people a lot. No, he Why? He went yeah. no, kind of a concert in the 70s, and he's, I don't want to repeat what he said. You can just Google it. It's, what fucking, is this? it's what is, sad. Yeah, Eric it's, Clapton it's racism. True, yeah. It's pretty, yeah. pretty Really? He, pretty he really hates black people Was like, it? Was it recorded? Yeah. yeah. No, it was... Can you Google these uh, the uh, the uh, the dialogue that was spoken? I never heard of this. Yeah, he's super racist. It's, I mean, or in the seventies, he was. We never know. People, racism is fluid, much like female sexuality. <laughs> you never know. Look at De Blasio. He's banging a fucking lesbian. Beautiful woman. <laughs> he's banging the country or the city of Lisbon. Wait, what? No, a lesbian, motherfucker. Lesbian, lesbian. I'm trying to soften it by making it sound awful. <laughs> I mean, no, well, I mean, good. all of his. Uh, I mean, you know, he definitely he uses all of the British racial slurs. Oh, okay. Wog, wog. Whoa, yeah, that's an old time. We're that's not going to go any deeper one, because yeah. we don't. Yeah, I don't wog. like racial slurs. But uh, wog, where the, yeah. what does that even come from? Uh, Gollywog. Again, <laughs> why are the Brits so adorable even when they're trying to hate people? Yeah. I mean, he adorable. just said. I mean, I could <laughs> just. Get, I, oh, are you from, you're from England. You were born yeah, in England. Yeah, so this this has a this has a uh, an actual emotional effect on you. These words. I remember. I mean, I grew up like I grew up in pretty rural England in like the late uh, born in mid eighties, but raised in like well, obviously late eighties or whatever. And rural remember, England, which part? Um, I was born in Oxford and I was raised outside of Newbury. Oh. and. Yeah, I mean, there were people um, in the little village where I lived that still use those words like fluidly. My grandpa was pretty racist, which was really awkward to kind of come to terms with yeah. later in life. It's just like, whoa. Like that, you know was, so that was a really awkward Sunday dinner. Like you have to, kind <laughs> right. of, you, have, you have to, like you have to temper back like all those things that were said at that time in like you know your late twenties had, and it becomes like a very weird, dark thing. That's really interesting though because it's rare. I mean, obviously, you know, we have our words here that are exceptionally sensitive words uh, to be said, and you can lose your job for saying them. Uh, but uh, for these, I mean, you hear these words, I have zero. Yeah, you know, no I don't have no reaction. attachment of racism. I have no like. I don't. Yeah, uh, like, they sound goofy. Yeah. It sounds like a character from you know 
It sounds like a new animated uh, Fox is going to come out with a new animation domination called the Silly Wogs or whatever the, <laughs> oh, like the name dear. of it was, you know? And it's like, this, this is bad. This is bad. You're getting uncomfortable. <laughs> no, it is. I like, never heard this term before, right? So I think yeah. that's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I have, it's weird. I am I'm quite uh, sensitive when it comes to uh, racial things. Um, here in America, the things that I understand. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you. Like, I mean, there is definitely their version of the the N word. It's like, super fucking adorable. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. No, we can't say yeah, it. Yeah, we can't say it. But this this W, oh, we'll uh, call it the W word. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it is weird. Actually, I haven't heard anyone say that in probably a decade at least. Yeah, kind of when you, you guys said that right now, I was like, oh fuck! Like, no, it was a, that it is was a an throwback. actual reaction. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird like 19. And it's like seeing a shag carpet now. It's like whoa, right, like, right, right. That's yeah. dirty. And this was in uh, 19. Oh, the carpet analogy. <laughs> I like the <laughs> I realized what I just did in there. Okay. I liked it. The um, yeah, I mean what I mean. Eric Clapton said, "Keep Britain white." Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just talking. Yeah, he says the W word a lot. Wait. Isn't that? I, I had no idea this man was such a. Uh, yeah. He's now, I mean, this a, a this bigot in mind at the time. It anyway. is. I would a, assume he's evolved his ideas. Uh, I would hope, but then again, you. wealth doesn't necessarily bring out the best in people. And he's certainly gotten more wealthy since then. Yes, he has. Very interesting. Very interesting. But the gun laws in England, I suppose this is, there's zero guns in England. Yeah. The, no, the, the, the gun police don't have guns in England. Uh, a lot of farmers have a, you can get, farmers can get a, a permit to like hold a shotgun. But I'm saying that the culture isn't the same. No. A permit to hold a shotgun compared to the Lanza house, everything is legal. They have, you know, 30 goddamn guns just thrown around the house as if, you know, they're random Pop-Tarts that I'm hiding from my father because he thinks I'm fat in seventh grade. Um, you were fat in seventh grade. Well, that's fine. And my dad made some good points, but I love Pop-Tarts <laughs> until the toaster strudel came out and dominated the Pop-Tart. I like, um, America's kind of a country that doesn't know how to say no to itself. And that's, it does not. And, there, and there's definitely a thing where if you give if someone has a gun to begin with, like, you know, people wrote into the Constitution or whatever, like... You, know, you get a gun because it's 17 blah, 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 and you, a British person might and come even, down and shoot your door. But now right. you do not need that. But if you try to take that literal toy away from somebody, they're right. going to get really mad like a fucking kid would. And Dude, they're, they're absolute toys. Because well, yeah. I've fired you know, plenty. I've fired a couple of different yeah, semi-automatic yeah. rifles. And they're, they don't, like the people that I know, like my family that owns them, they don't really use them for hunting they don't really use them for anything. It's literally just going out and just firing it because it's really fucking fun. I mean, going back to the battle at Plumper Hill, you know, <laughs> you literally just stand on it. was a thing and I said in the, uh, yeah. in the previous <laughs> episode. And it's addictive, too. Like, that's sort of like guns. Guns are addictive, you know. It's, and it. when you hold a gun, like, you feel powerful. Like, you feel, right. you feel it. But that's what fucks people up you, you can't give hey, people i'm not saying it's right man i'm just saying no i know but like it, that's it blows my mind i was in oh god what was the um, congresswoman um gabby giffords right yeah i was in fucking i was in paris when that story broke yeah and i remember having so, i was so distanced from like physically distanced from that event or from where that happened or from america and it is very literally walking around paris Minking about this weird thing about how a guy like just doesn't like a thing and then goes and shoots that thing because he doesn't like it, and that's really simplified. That's what happened, and that's fucking scary. To well, think the mental about. disease on uh, who? What was that guy's name? Jared Lee Loughner. Jared Lee Loughner. Another another three namer. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, and you also a lean, yeah, you know assassin. Yeah. yeah, 
Um, Although yeah. we do know Henry Lee Lucas, and uh, I think it's more of a Lee thing. Yeah, it might be more of a Lee thing. Yeah. Mm, that's good. Henry Lee Lucas was a serial killer, not an assassin. It's I'm gonna name thing. my I'm gonna name my kid middle min, middle name him Lee, so he gets in the papers when he's around 19 and unstable. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be perfect. That Gabby Giffords thing was very interesting. They're both gun owners though in Arizona, and they were actually rational with their gun laws. They you know they 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 believe in the Second Amendment and things like that. And of course, people don't remember. I believe her husband. Of course, he was an astronaut. Mm. Still is an astronaut. I think he was in space. Yeah, he was in space when his wife got shot. <laughs> Wasn't he? Yeah, it was I something, think he was, it was in something space. ridiculous like yeah, that. Yeah, he yeah. was. Li- I mean, can you imagine that? Can you imagine getting through the wires? Your wife has been shot in the eye. Isn't there a Charlize well, Theron movie like this? I don't know. There needs to be. If the there astronaut's isn't. wife. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Does there she get shot and then he's in space? <laughs> no, she didn't. That's How not awful? what. How that's awful? not what happened no, in the not. movie. But what? still, like that's, that's spoiler great... alert. This is not what happened to the astronaut's what? wife. Yes. Yeah, that's all. all that. that's, that's what no one knows about the Gabby Gifford shooting. Is it was all just a big. He was just trying to recreate the astronaut's wife. Love this. That's why we got to get. That's why we get the got to get the astronaut's wife out of theaters. Loves movies. Got to get Hollywood. We got to shut down Hollywood. But hang on, now, there we go. The, 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 when people start blaming other things that aren't, that aren't guns is what really fucks. Me. It really pisses me off. Yeah, the I Daily mean, the Daily Mail when those pictures came out of that um, of the um, Adam Lenz's house and when the Daily Mail uh, put out that. Story, Story, the one of the captions on one of the bottom of the photographs was, um, you know, violent video games were found in his house. Right, right. We right. just saw that his one of his favorite things was like Paper Mario and a couple yeah. other. It's like, and you start trying, you can't, it, you have a fucking problem with, if guns were chocolate, you'd be fucking obese. Like, what the fuck? Like, you right. need to like stop. If guns were if guns were whiskey, you'd be a fucking alcoholic. Right. You need to stop doing that. It's it really blows my mind how people like just go in complete denial that there's a huge gun problem. There's a gun for every fucking person in America. Oh, multiple guns, multiple yeah. guns. It's for more every at this point. Like when yeah. I wrote an article a few months ago, and that was, and it was like right yeah. up to that point where now there are a gun for every person in America. Right. It's fucking disturbing. Well, it's because people have closets full of them, and other people have none of them. And Why? Like, how much do you have to fucking hate your neighbor to do that? Or not even your neighbor. Like, how do you much have to hate well, the people know, at Applebee's next to you in order to do that kind of shit? I, I mean, I don't think it's. I don't think it's so much as as it is. Like, you know, like you have to protect yourself against your neighbor. It's not a protection thing. They just like guns. Like it's it just literally something, comes down to that. It just that so. it literally comes down to they just like, like get a guns. fucking handgun. Don't get like an arsenal. Like what the fuck are you trying to do? Like take well, over your county? Yeah, but this one gun shoots different bullets than this other gun. Dude, what is it? Pokemon? Fuck off! <laughs> it like, really, it's but stupid. No, Pokemon is a great analogy, though. It really yeah. is, and it and you know I understand this. Uh, you know this. Not is you. A, fuck a, off! A I said stick. that directly at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't take it. As <laughs> um, <laughs> I understand. It's a hot button issue. People get heated. It's great. <laughs> it's a great you issue. Fucking bloggers. Yeah, coming here yeah. talking on a podcast. No, oh I, I, I know bloggers. You guys tend to, your blood boils a little bit easier than the rest of ours. Holy Lord. <laughs> bloggers are upset. It's a disease. It is a disease. <laughs> That's good, though. You blog for the right. Blogger is such a weird word. Blogger. <laughs> it, it sounds does, like it, a bizarre blood disease. It sounds like, derogatory. It really it, I've been, I've been shitting into, blood. Is, I've been shitting blood for a week and a half. I got a real case of the bloggers. It does. I really do think it is turning into a derogatory term. Really but yeah, does. it's like those fucking bloggers. Back for the us and to the us and, uh, you know, them uh, conversation bloggers, you could argue, are um, a major catalyst for a lot of overall hatred among the fellow man. You know, bloggers have to have something to write about on a regular basis. 
And you we can really say the same sep- about journalists or anyone in the media. It's not necessarily well, bloggers. It's just a fact. Yeah. You have a democratized... Democ- what's the word I'm looking for? Democratizing? Yeah, but you have a, you're democratizing. A mach- yeah, democratizing. You've got a democratizing machine in front of you that basically has allows you to have the same... Uh, here's right. the thing. The con- okay, I totally, totally tripped over my own words. Um... You have a machine in front of you that can basically like put your wor- words or speech out into the entire sphere, right? And pe- that gives people it's a microphone. The thing yeah. that we're talking into now, yeah. No, but like, I mean, I learned the hard way. I've learned yeah. for over years of like just not to just fucking say shit. Like, people will hold you accountable to those words. I've, yes, I mean, it's it's very weird. And I mean, the thing about bloggers as opposed to journalists, which and you know, I understand this is a, a meld of the two at this point. Um, but theoretically, journalists have editors, right? And then bloggers, their editors is are the audience, right? So when if if, if you guess put so. something out there huh. that is completely like considered wrong by the majority of comments or by the uh, overall backlash, you're like, I've been edited in a very public way, yeah. and I've always been flawed. It's like it's like going to the uh, what's what's the name of those things they used to put folks in with the uh, with the wood there, coffins, they, not coffins. Not coffins. Can't wait to find a coffin. Uh, can't wait to be in one. But uh, no, the uh, the stocks. Ah, the stocks. You know, it's sort yeah. of like the comment section is pretty much just a public stocks where everyone's just throwing their little tomatoes. There's no there's no re- reason to have a comment section on the internet. Anymore. You want to get rid of the comment section. There's no reason for it. But then what would what would stop a uh, a blogger from uh, posting something that might be completely inaccurate? Right. That, I, I suppose it's the checks and balances. Every minute of every day. Oh, it does. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is very true. But that will give people. I mean, if you start spreading around, that's, this it comes back to the Facebook thing I was trying to talk about earlier. Like, if you put that kind of stuff out there, and then people see that it gets such a reaction, you're going to have people reacting to the reaction. It's this horrible echo chamber of like misinformation right. that kind of keeps on per- perpetuating. There was I forgot. Hang on, there was something I read. Someone sent me this. Someone sent me the silliest fucking thing, and it was like obviously a, it was a very right wing blog. Um, and some of those right wing people like was I mean, it salon dot com? No, they're more fucking conservative than any Drudge Report could ever imagine. No, because like fuck, I mean, just a quick tangent. Like, I don't like what Breitbart does, but like he did have a very interesting way of going about things. Yes, he did. Like, um, anyway, but back to the original point. Like, and there was this really, really white, white. Wow, Freudian slip. There was a really right wing. There we go. Uh, art, art, quote unquote article, a blog post that somebody wrote. And they had cited an email that they'd gotten, and then they just printed out, they they po- copy pasted the entire email, and it was about like rap music and how like some sort of like secret Illuminati Freemasons meeting, right, right, like right, it right. changed it all into some like crime ridden thing, and then and then like it had like six hundred comments on the bottom of it. People like people sound like I knew that was the case. I fucking hate those and like n word. And it was this. Right. You don't need that thing. People, stupid people should. They they can talk amongst themselves in other places and out and out and I don't under, I don't understand the co- the comments. Well, it's very anymore. very common now. Our friend Sam Morrill, he's a he's a great stand up comedian, and he told one joke, and it's really not even his best joke. It doesn't matter. It was a it was a he, he wants to date a girl, but uh, she says the n word. You know the the word is no, whatever. This yeah, is a punchline yeah. or something. Obviously, I butchered it. And um, but he was trolled by one of these uh, female bloggers. I think it was for a Jezebel or yeah. you know one of these fascist websites. Aww. And um, I know, no, I'm not going to be Jezebel. No, I do too. No, I know a bunch of them. I know all these women. I thought you were serious. No, I mean I'm serious, but I know about them. I know them personally. We're very good friends, and I love, uh, I love the good ones. Um, (laughs) But uh, (laughs) 
but uh, but he was he, but it was a very similar situation where he was trolled uh, in an email by this woman, and then he responded very very pleasantly, and uh, and multiple email exchanges were, uh, occurred, and then she took all of this email, which is still theoretically, I suppose, uh, you know, I'm a real. Um, I'm a, I'm a real Archie Bunker over here, but I was under the impression that that was a private communication. We do have the cardigan. You know, I have the cardigan. Yeah, I have yeah. the overall. Uh, you know, I, I love uh, I love people that can play the piano. Um, <laughs> uh, Me too. Isn't that something? Yeah. I always wish I could do that. It's a real Archie Bunker move. Yeah. You know. Um, but it, but uh, <laughs> so all those emails were then posted onto this site, and then she she, she used them. You remember the story, Marcus? Mm-hmm. And she used them to demonize him and things. Which and I thought that yeah. was like that's something that that's not good. That's not right. That's not journalism. That's just that's just bloggers gone crazy. And I think that uh, you know we have to get back to the gun argument and things like that. Uh, I think that there's a lot of that sort of just like overall noise when it comes to these very serious subjects and it's extremely difficult to get any sort of rational policy passed even after newtown of course everyone's like we're going to ban some ak-47s at the very least a limit on uh on on um magazine on magazines, yeah, magazines you know on yeah. bullets uh, and whatnot and none of it got passed because everyone's yelling so goddamn much and then you can just make your argument based mm-hmm. upon the people that agree with you and then it's all said and done. And I think I, it was like people yelling. And do you know how much money they put in? To oh, the NRA is amazing. Uh, they they are they're a phenomenal group. They are they are if, they're very good. At, they're the best at what they if do. The, if the NRA had good intentions, we would live in an amazing country. You know, if they would if they if they yeah. would just be rational. And the NRA was for magazine uh, limit uh, limits and against AK forty sevens in the mid nineties. This was all like totally normal back in the day. I just don't know what what happened. I don't know what happened with the NRA. When that, uh, what is it? What's the name of the guy? LaPierre? Yeah, LaPierre. Oh, that motherfucker. When he speaks, going, he looks like, remember remember the mask? I uh, remember the, that guy, the, I guess yes. the bad guy in the mask. When yes. he puts on the mask, that looks like Wayne Pierre. It does. It looks like Wayne LaPierre. <laughs> and ironically, in some totally way, does. he sort of looks like Adam Lanza as well. Adam Lanza looks like a young Wayne LaPierre. He's Adam got the Lanza disgusting haircut. Adam does sound like a Jerry Lewis like, name to say. Oh, yeah. Adam Lanza. <laughs> Adam Lanza. The French <laughs> love Lanza. They love it. Okay, that was. <laughs> that I'm was never good. running for public office after this podcast. Oh no, I know it's <laughs> so sad. Every guest we have says that. Uh, <laughs> really? And oh, we have some yeah. that are. Oh, fuck. God knows. It's never good. I, I, well, I we bring always, out the best in people. I always say, anytime a, a friend of mine runs for political office, I'm going to vocally uh, support the, uh, their opponent, and uh, they'll win. My my friend will end up winning because as soon as you get me on board, it's all it's all over. <laughs> How'd Joe Loda do? Joe Loda? <laughs> Joe Loda. Badly. Very, very badly. Not good. Yeah. Not good. I think he I got mean, 30% of the vote or something. 25%. 25%. It, was even, ah, it was even worse. Even worse. Than it that. was even worse. Do you think that the blogs, um, do you think that blogs propel conversation when it comes to these sort of uh, touchy, more controversial subjects, or do you think they halt conversation and solidify people well, in the point of views that they have in their own heads already? In what, the ref- well, what I've tried to do consciously, um, I used to be a lot more vitriolic than I am now. And what and, made you change? Uh, I had a death in the family. I had a very like I had to really rethink everything. It was very kind of like you know, rebuilding and trying to figure out. I can't just keep acting like just saying all this shit. Very reactionary. Right. I was pretty like full of myself. I'm sure there's a couple of people that will listen to this and be like, "Yep." Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, I was very full of myself and tried to do that. And I kind of had to rebuild from scratch. Anyway, but like 
Um, as to which, like, what I've tried to do with the gun, I'm very passionate about the gun control thing. I absolutely don't think that um, we've already gone over that. What I've tried to do is to simply cite articles and cite facts where you can actually go and independently verify them, like mm-hmm. Google the names of these studies or, or look up or even call places. I've, I've have called, like, uh, was it the, the Quran burning church? Uh, yeah, yeah, I called yeah, that yeah. church. Terry, I called Terry that church jo- one Terry time. Jones like, church, yeah, yeah, I called yeah. for a blog post on my own personal blog. I wasn't even doing like journalism at that point. I just called him up and said, like, "Hey, I want to know more about this. Can you tell me more about that kind of shit?" But like, even with the Terry but, Jones well, thing, like the, the the thing that I try to do is I I um <laughs> I was at a bar um uh, about six months ago, and this this bartender's like, "Hey, I read your blog," and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And he says, "Like, you say some really interesting shit about gun control." He's like, "I'm like." was blown away by it we ended up talking about it and he said that what i did was there was effective was um is simply put america has a gun control has a america has a gun problem tag on for tumblr yeah um if you will but just putting that at the bottom which is like you know hashtagging the thing right and all it is is just a fact on from if, like an actual fact for either either from whatever source like I've, i can cite like fox news or breitbart if i really wanted to um or whatever or you know well what's one of the facts that you wrote about that uh that got this person super hooked on the idea or what was one of the things that you read they were like oh shit america has a real uh gun problem it's saying it's saying that 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 many this gun for every person right those facts like i can't remember those exact facts they've done probably like 30 40 posts on that same thing right where you just pull up facts for people and you Mm -hmm. show them that like this is actually a problem this is how many gun deaths america has a third of which are by suicide 14 thousand i want to say or forty four thousand there's forty four thousand uh gun deaths a year fourteen thousand of which are suicides sure so i mean that's literally why i don't have a gun yeah that's a, just that's a couple weird. of weeks ago i went on a very interesting i can't have a fucking like about. box of triscuits i feel like around the house let alone a fucking gun <laughs> i'm with all this whole triscuits dude i made a mistake the other day i went down to the <laughs> store and uh it was uh not in wisconsin it was not a walmart yeah, yeah. so i was unable to buy a shotgun so I got the next best thing, the next uh, best thing, uh, which was a wonderful uh, marshmallow-filled cookie. Oh, you ever yeah. have one of those things? <laughs> pinwheels? Is it a pinwheel? Oh, Moon no. pie. Yeah, but right. no, 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 a pinwheel. Yeah, pinwheel. It had oh. a nice little sugary cookie base. Well, yeah, what, uh, what marshmallow are, yeah. in there? It's got the, uh, it's, the sh- it's got the cookie on the bottom, marshmallow on top, covered in chocolate. Covered in chocolate. That's a pinwheel, my friend. That was my night's fucking handgun. They're fan. <laughs> I fucking jammed. 12 of those into my goddamn mouth in about 15 minutes. They're beautiful. It was great. It was one of my... I actually dipped one in some Ben and Jerry's that I bought. Wow. (laughs) That was solid. That is a fat kid move. Well, hell. You know, the the irony is I got the low-fat Ben and Jerry's. So I was really... I was healthy. I was still healthy. But that's my gun. That's our gun. You know? That's our... uh, That's our... um, that's what we're overdosing on. That's 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 the thing. But of course, I suppose if you're very angry and you live uh, much like Marcus's family does in a beautiful place in Texas, and you have a a range that you could just go and shoot an AK-47 at a goddamn mountain or a hill, I suppose that's theoretically, in some degree, healthier than eating a bunch of pinwheels uh, dipped in uh, half baked uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream. They actually do eat pretty healthy. Yeah, <laughs> they get it all out. There, uh, not to get back to serious, whatever. But like, um, I was being very serious. 
No, like the pinwheels <laughs> and everything. Like <laughs> pinwheels are a very serious food. And there is something a, a little bit. I'm just looking around the room. They got like a John Wayne Gacy book very prominently displayed in the corner. Oh, I love it. I always love <laughs> it when the guests come in and they realize the bizarre uh, room that they're in. Yeah, they look around yeah. and see just all the books that I have. It's all serial killers. It is very like um, porny down here a little bit. Like, yeah, I like porny. Yeah, you, um, you can shoot a really <laughs> sad porno. Oh, the you. saddest of all the pornos. <laughs> really. That's my- it's my favorite category on you porn. <laughs> yeah, is really sad porn. Um, I'm sure, you could find it. Yeah. Like, well, back to the original thing, but there is definitely something about America, and it's something that has um, I've noticed a lot more in England since I left or whatever. Where, well, now after nine eleven, I know I was just reading the article about the terrorist attack uh, where the two fellows took the meat cleavers to the guy, uh, the British soldier. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I know now uh, in the UK, people are you know the the police officers are carrying guns, and it's a little bit more acceptable this notion of of firearms and things like that. Mm. After nine eleven, uh, people are still really against them. It's not like here. No, people when people uh, when the cops started. I mean, cops in, uh, when did they Not start? all the guns. They shot a Brazilian guy like 12 times on the tube, and that was a whole, there's a really big deal. because People they, did not love it. They really did not like that. Yeah. And that was Enough for social change to actually, uh, actually occur, because here it happens on such a regular basis. You put where money into politics that much, and you did, nothing ever is ever going to get done. I mean, how much does the American so when Heritage did the- Foundation have? $112 million? Oh, they're doing fine. But yeah, they're doing $250 million dollars in 2012. That's how much they spent. And it's just like, why would you need that? you just putting that amount of money into, into politics. Yeah. So you can get people to shoot the shit out of their fucking kids. I mean, why not do it? If fucking, you can do it. Fucking kids, man. When did the, uh, when did the cops in uh, the U.S. I mean, I agree. When did the cops <laughs> in the U.K. start uh, carrying guns? That was after 9-11, right? It was I'm in pretty, the 2000s. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that most of them don't carry guns. Still, yeah, most of them don't. Yeah. Oh, really? Still, yeah. only right. uh, special forces. And they will beat the fuck out of you. Can you imagine that? I mean, here our our cops are just running around like chubby oh, Batman's. British, you know, <laughs> British <laughs> cops are so much tougher than U.S. You cops. think they're tougher? Fuck yeah, man! Because yeah. they know they have to fight physically. Fight. They have you. to physically fight. But the I feel like that's not as scary though. Yeah, they yeah. Have to fucking physically no, but fight th- them. But this is why it's so scary. This Jason is why Statham. Like, right, right. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, they all look like Jason Statham. Um, but that's why I always say uh, fat cops are the scariest cops because fat cops shoot first before even remotely like the, coming close to jogging the uc davis dude like he's a really enormous guy that just maced people and guys people oh in yes we watched the uc yeah. davis i kind of love that guy i kind of <laughs> love that guy but that's fine why is it normal for people to want to camp out of stores but like on thanksgiving but it's not normal and people look down on protesters for doing the same thing well i mean the protesters aren't there to buy yeah, you know, they're not the contributing problem. anything to the economy, my <laughs> friend. I literally think, thing. I honestly think that's probably the most rational explanation. They're that's, literally that is not there to buy. Yeah, that's the. They're, they're there to sit. It's like yeah. why you get kicked out of a comic book shop after you read Act- through four, uh, you know, compendiums of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Actually, you know? fuck it. I had a, I had a cab. Uh, just bear with me for a second. I'm going to think about the story while I'm telling it. I had a cab driver um, who was really interesting. Guys, really quiet for most of the most of the way. I took a cab from fucking Times Square back to Brooklyn, um, where I live. And this guy, we ended up talking about Trayvon Martin, and we ended up talking about like a bunch of stuff. And I said, like, well, why is it that we, there was a big protest in Times Square that moved on? Yeah, and it wasn't. It, it was definitely a protest, but 
I don't see why people don't do that more often. I don't understand why people, not to get all, you know, brittle, loose, brittle, that, like whatever, very kind of 1960s waving flags or whatever. But I don't understand why people don't protest more. And the, the, the cab driver had a very good point in that if you get arrested here, like that will go down on your permanent record, like high school, and you'll yeah. not be able to get a car or get a job totally. or blah, 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 blah. So people are conditioned not to protest. Here. It is not in your best interest to protest here. No. And again, why? That's super fucked up. <laughs> I think it's because, uh, you know, it's interesting. Like the idea of actually going out and actively protesting, it's almost as uh, it's barbaric to some degree. Going back to the blogger mm. thing and going back to everyone with their comments and all those things. There's a the democratization um, is more. There is more of it, but it is supremely lazy. And so I think that's why people don't necessarily go out and actively protest. It's hard. Uh, near, it's hard. It's hard. You will get arrested. And it's not very much. I mean, depending on who you are, it's not very much fun. It's no fun at all. Yeah. The point of a protest is not. It's not supposed to be Woodstock. Yeah. You know, it's. I mean, maybe more like Woodstock '99, protests, where there's a protest actually get things done in other countries. So. But not here. You know, they because don't. Because you get fucking arrested. I mean, well, you get arrested, but I mean, in other countries, you get killed, and then it leads to the. Uh, no, then it leads to uprisings. With, hang on, okay, you're totally glossing over a lot of stuff there. Like, what kind of? In, in some countries, yes, you will get arrested. You get yeah. killed for protesting. Remember that when we were going to war with Syria, and yeah. then uh, we decided not to, and the news media stopped covering all the facts uh, and all the uh, kids that are still getting constantly butchered over there on a daily basis. Okay, yeah. but like other places, like I don't know, Australia, England's definitely another one of them. Oh, they yeah. did the whole kettling situation. In, in December 2010. What's uh, the France, France does it for the drop of a hat. They'll fucking protest shit. But that shit actually gets done, though. Like, you can well, actually do something by having that kind of voice. By having, hang on a second. By having a cohesive statement, by having an actual cohesive argument, by having an actual cohesive voice, you can actually be able to get stuff done. And you can. What The whole thing that Occupy got wrong is that they kept on. They, they they didn't make a cohesive like central None. point about what yeah, they wanted they wanted to fucking do, That's and right. so they're just it's a bunch of guys sitting there. It's like it, it was like a bunch of college guys sitting there like wondering what the fuck they should order from that night, and they could or who's who's it out. coming to give us. Uh, I got a fucking free. like shitty online argument with some guy at the Atlantic about that kind of shit. It's right. just like, well, they didn't fucking do anything. They're just, I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. And it really bums me out. And like that's and but if people came at it with like a cohesive, vaguely peaceful voice, the the I'm not, I not I. The John Stewart rally did, I think, not, mm-hmm. did, that was a good enough thing where people, there was a lot of people on the grass where you could see it. And you can actually, and that's just one example, but that's like the most recent example. And that's like the yeah. big example. And it's kind of sad that it happened a few years ago, but then people aren't doing that about more stuff that they actually fucking believe in. We had some friends who went to that John Stewart I went rally. To you went to that. Yeah. It was a miserable experience. Oh. Just a bunch of buses and things. Oh, yeah. no. Were you with Holden? Yeah. Yeah, Holden. Yeah, we did the, we uh, yeah, we did the Huffington Post, like the free buses. They made a big deal of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the buses left so late that everybody on the buses didn't really get to see it at all. Jesus. Yeah, we just, just yeah we it. just got there and then we, yeah we just like we couldn't see anything. It's Arian just, Huffington though. Yeah, but yeah, you know Arian. Hello, <laughs> hello, hello <laughs> driving a bus to DC. It's gonna be so amazing. Well, everyone's coming with me. Okay, it's left, great. right, and center. Hello, my name is Arian. I have no respect for Ariana Huffington. I mean, you can't just pretend she, like you're some sort of liberal hero when you made all your money sucking a Republican's dick. <laughs> she was a goddamn Republican until she started the Huffington Post. She was married to a, a, a super famous Republican, exceptionally wealthy. Mr. Post, Mr. Post, yeah, 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 of course. She does and, sound like she has a mouthful of marbles. She does because I mean, you know, it is different. Oh, wow. Whatever. 
left, right, and center. Hello. Yeah. They just went, she went where the money is. And right now, it's definitely in the left-wing uh, blogosphere media. I mean, What's there's some reaction? cash to be made over there. But I do think it's more the the incentive of actually going out and 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 protesting. If people would get excited for you know for something like um you know perhaps uh you know limiting uh magazine clips, um if they would get as excited for that as they do for a fifty dollars off you know TV at Walmart for yeah. Black Friday, um it would be pretty intense. As a matter of fact, I'm not sure if I want anyone to be that excited in a group. So never mind. I take the analogy back. We're looking for a peaceful bunch. Those Very Black Friday guy. folks, those guys, those guys are lunatics. I mean, really, you think about Occupy Wall Street, as much as that movement was flawed, it was more peaceful than this uh, government-supported, corporation-supported Black Friday that we do on a yearly basis. It's fucked up. It really is. It's disgusting. They're fun, though. Well, I would, I'm would. i not sure what I would rather do, go to uh, Occupy, Occupy Wall Street or, or, or Occupy a Black Friday. Occupy was super sales. fun. I yeah, mean, you that, went but, to it a couple of times. Yeah, but, a fight about it. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, saying like the Woodstock things, like, yeah, I'd go down to like Zuccotti Park, and it was really fun. Like everyone's yeah, yeah. just hanging out, having a good time. No one knows what they were there for. They made a major made, problem. People made a bunch of speeches that weren't really talking about much of anything at all. Yeah, right. and just nothing got done. I, I did the whole like May Day march from uh, Union Square down to the Bowl. It was like, yeah, that was. Really fun. Good exercise. It was good. It was real good exercise. And it was, and then, you know, by the time you got down there and like all the cops were down, the sun was going down, it was kind of like, I felt so like fear. Like I felt that it was just cops lining the sides. And, but really, once you got closer and looked at the cops, there's just a bunch of guys there fucking getting their overtime pay. Getting overtime. They didn't give a, they didn't give a fuck. And so I think, I think people are afraid for, I don't think there's really a whole lot of a reason to be afraid with these protests. Well, there's no reason to be afraid of the protests. The cops, yeah. we really, for all intents and purposes, every time in a mass protest situation, when the cops get out of hand, which, you know, it's not the 60s anymore. It's certainly not yeah, Kent State's not going to happen. You know, Kent again. State's not happening. There was no, no, there was no firehouses. December 2010, the the, the protests, LA riots. No, the British protests. Oh, for Britain. the um for the uh, for universities. Actually, you had to pay for to go to college, and people protested in the streets, which they fucking should because it was a great protest to, to thing to protest about. So, when, but, it, but there was cops that were beating the shit out of out of kids. Like on the streets, so I mean yeah. that does still happen though, and it's a it's a dangerous thing. I just think people should do more of it to get their fucking point across, as opposed to leaving a comment on a, a through a, a leaving a hang leaving a Facebook comment right, right on right. on the bottom of an article or something like that. that. That's not a fucking protest, you lazy piece of shit. It's not get on the fucking street, make some toast, read a book. That'll show. Thanks, God. I totally barbarians right then. That's good. Make some toast. <laughs> Stamps.com. WTF. Ah, we got a Robert Williams over. Does anyone listen to that show anymore? WTF? I don't think so. That's I do. I listen to the best. way here. You like? Oh, yeah. It's a good show. Huh? He lives in Eagle Rock, and uh, I used to live in Eagle Rock in California. Oh, I see. So yeah, there's yeah. a little hometown connection. Yeah, a little bit. That's kind of fun. He's a nice guy. I've heard he's really upbeat. <laughs> Real positive. Yeah, yeah. Love, love, his, love his show. Love his show. Um, it is uh, interesting. When we hear about police brutality and things like that, though, when it comes down to these sort of protests and things, I had a when I was growing up, I loved punk music. All I listened to was, uh, you know, Rancid and No Effects and Larson yeah, and Bastards yeah. and all these uh, anti flag, who I'm getting back way back into anti flag, by the way. Flag's all right. Love them. Bad religion. And what's that? Bad religion. Oh, bad religion. Oh, Amazing. God, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I moved to this city and I had no money and I had to get a job and I got a job as a bouncer. 
And uh, I was working at this place in uh, the East Village. It's called Cabin Bar. There's a great show there on Thursday nights, one of the most successful comedy shows in New York City for about five years now. Yep. And it was interesting being in a position of power, especially with such a, uh, you know, such a background in uh, civil disobedience. I was a political science major with some sociology. I did. I led some fucking protests. I bet you did. God damn right, you ain't gonna charge me two ninety nine for nachos. They were just two nineteen the other day. <laughs> I was at the union. I was, I was talking to some folks. Um, dating the president of the Young Democrats, as a matter of fact. Nice gal. Hmm. Gonna see her again. Um, but it was interesting being the supposed power figure. Granted, it's a bouncer at a shitty dive bar in the East Village. Yeah, yeah. Some folks were just extremely aggressive and extremely rude for no reason. And I was always like, you know, I'm me. You know, so I was like, nice. I was trying to be cool. And sometimes people provoke who they perceive to be the power in such an obnoxious douchebag way that I sort of understand why occasionally, if you have the ability and you have a club punch him in the fucking face with it i understand the impulse i'm not saying that these cops are right to do that with protests but i will say it's a two-sided street because these cops for all intents and purposes they're just they're city workers yeah they're just they're sanitation employees they're garbage men they're cops it's not a it's not a dream life so i do think especially with that occupy movement because i was working down in wall street at the time they were getting nothing done they were doing nothing and all they were up to was being antagonistic and uh, frankly, scaring the Chihuahua, I was walking. <laughs> I was walking a Chihuahua in Wall Street. Oh, I think that was a really good analogy. Yeah. You <laughs> just said they're just scaring the Chihuahua. They're scaring the Chihuahua. <laughs> and so I do understand that. That's your bumper sticker. Don't scare the Chihuahua. They're yeah. scaring the Chihuahua. <laughs> I love Chihuahua. Best guard dogs you could have. Best guard dogs you could have. But I so I do think you know, for as bad as a lot of cops are, there are a lot of very good ones as well. But. Uh, I mean, so what do you think? What I mean, social media, you know, blogs and things like that, have they have they achieved the outcome that they have uh, intended? I mean, by the fact that we're having the conversation, I suppose to some degree they have. But I, what what is the major what is the major point of uh, of these uh, you know sites like a Jezebel, a Drudge, a HuffPo, or a um, yeah, hell, even like a Reddit. You know, it's like everything kind of lives online and there is like this bizarre, great, like utopian world uh, for folks that just go to Drudge and read Drudge and for pe- folks that just go to HuffPo and read HuffPo and whatnot. Where, how do you get the people to like go out and actually protest? Like, how do you even like, how do you, you propel the people to get to the streets? You know what I'm saying? You, it's stop, like, t- you stop putting stuff on Upworthy and Facebook. So you just do it on the streets. I, I think there's ways to go about. I don't think anyone particularly trusts these site i don't know if like blogging is quote unquote gonna do I, maybe there's, pe- there's definitely people in china that have uh ai weiwei i hope i'm gonna get that pronunciation right but like he i i believe it's ai weiwei like did that um that's did a, a lot person of yeah he, i God, love that name he's fucking nice he's amazing um chinese artist and he got arrested oh yes of course yeah yeah, yeah. i've I, never heard his name pronounced properly i can't that's my I major problem. same thing like i couldn't yeah. figure it out um what was I talking about? Something We're talking about blogger. I mean, I'm just trying to find a way to, like, you know, get the, uh, you, know, you know, translate, uh, you know, things that happen online into the real world. I mean, the thing essentially is, like, does this actually do, does blogging actually do any concrete good? 
I think that the seeds are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. validate yourself. Yeah. So. Yes, um, Ned. Now, do it like, now, Ned. I mean, I mean, I'm incredibly lucky to to do what I do, and it's really cool to be able to work with people like Esquire and to oh, yeah. you know to get turned down by other, a lot of other places. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that the seeds are going to be put there, the propagation through social media. But what people I think do forget is that these are just methods of communication. Right. That that it is the communication itself. That then the message which ultimately matters like i could put something on reddit or jezebel and that is just a a megaphone if you will for the actual message itself so to say that just like have have those sites done those jobs i don't think so at all okay um but i think that that is the way that those bigger messages are going to be able to get out but if and just to go back on to some other other things real quick but like if you start memific, just imagine that you're, I'm spelling this out, but like the memification, if you will, of of these messages, I don't think is going to work. Like that kind of upworthy. Like if you like, I heard mm-hmm. what this guy was going to say, and then I clicked on this link, and I felt better. It's like fuck. This is what the what are you doing? You're twelve. There's no reason to talk like that. You're, you're dumbing down the audience. It's a perpetual thing of just like feeding people ice cream so they can get full. That was, and then they get fat that way. There is, I don't know. Yeah, not to mention, I mean, an ice cream diet. Yeah. It's rough. Well, I mean, it's, have blogs done their job? Not yet. And I think that at some point they will. And it's definitely a medium which I'm extremely interested in. I think that, like, that's how publishing genuinely will go. Like, there's definitely mm-hmm. a place for books and everything like that. But, like, I'll read fucking, uh, I'll read I'll read Esquire on, uh, on an iPad for sure. That's the way those things are going to go. So you can't really ignore it like that and, like, but there's so, there are really incredibly bad bloggers out there that are just like that will put up these press releases just so they can get money right now and it's a very it's a, it's a, we're in a very weird point right. right now like in a very weird point so I couldn't even give you a full answer to be honest it's just yeah. that I think that somewhere along the line some kid maybe listening to this maybe sitting in a basement somewhere or whatever. Is well, definitely gonna, sitting well, in a basement. We can well, say we can say with all certainty, sitting in a basement. I think that, I think the next Nirvana, if you will, the next Kurt Cobain is going to be a kid who is able to smells like Teen Spirit, democracy in, in on the internet. Hmm. So some kid can put in how long is uh, four minutes and twelve seconds? I want to say ballpark how long smells like Teen Spirit was mm. like that. Like some kid is going to put condense that amount of anger and vitriol into something catchy enough and short enough in order to do it. Um, and I think that's honestly I I don't, I don't know maybe maybe it's me maybe it's you. I mean it's it one is of those you, Ned. Well, it's one of those things where I mean fuck I it's an it's an odd. It could be it could be anyone at this point. I think that's fascinating though, because certainly pop music is not uh, not the uh, the vessel. It's not the delivery system for any sort of like social change. I mean, I don't want to you know sound too much like I'm 32 years old. But back when I was a kid, <laughs> I was listening to Pearl Jam 10 and uh, Nirvana Unplugged and all these really I, I thought were relatively powerful albums. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was this was on MTV. And now, I mean, as much as I, I do love Miley Cyrus, uh, but Wrecking Ball isn't exactly mm-hmm. discussing um, you know the. Uh, the the the, uh, the difficulties of being a woman in uh, uh, in Afghanistan. Well, the method of delivery has to change. It's like you're saying, it's all about the <clears throat> it's all about the message, yeah. and the message has to be delivered differently now. Like there's a new yeah. message to be heard, and there's a new place to go, but it just the method of delivery has to be different. So I mean, the idea of a blog, the blogger rock star, 
<laughs> that's what it'll have to be. I guess so. I mean, it makes sense. I, I think that that's. Uh, I think that's completely accurate. Not to keep bringing it background to music or whatever, but there's definitely there has to be a level of. That, that's I think that kind of has what it has to be now. Like there, yeah. no one's really buying rock albums or anything like that anymore, as much as like Pitchfork or whatever would like us right. to believe or anything. But there has to, even there's got to be like a, a Nick, Nick Nick Drake. My thinking, like, yeah, like it's got to yeah. be like there's there's people that have that I've known on the internet or I know of who are doing some amazing things and aren't getting their their dues, so to speak. They're, mm-hmm. still, they're still surviving on like you know two grand a month that they're getting from you know a couple of websites, if that. Um, who were saying some amazing shit, and it, it bothered uh, Robin Panaccia, who I used to work with at Death and Taxes, is brilliant at what she does. Um, right, uh, she's like one of those kind of people, and there's like there's probably eleven or twelve other people I could think of that are fucking brilliant at what they do. Well, eleven, twelve, or thirteen, and I'll tell you, Ned, <laughs> you're thirteen. Okay. Uh, we'll make you number one instead. I can be the Alice Cooper. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I was there too. Like <laughs> there I was. Hey. But that's why uh, Nicolette, going back to the uh, the original fan that uh, that oh, introduced yeah, yeah. us, our mutual fan, uh, that's what she was saying about you that you're uh, you're you're a brilliant voice and you're a brilliant man and uh, and this has been really really fun. So thank you so much yeah, for been, doing it. It's been and, really uh, cool up here. Thank you guys. That's for Ned me. Hepburn. Thanks, sir. And uh, check out his books. So let me just look on my phone here because my brain is full of Tecate. That happens to me sometimes. Life's rich pattern yeah. and brother Louie. Uh, so buy those fucking books, and you know and they're on a, they're on the Amazon. You can get them on Kindle uh, that store too, I think. Yeah, so go down to your local. Kindle. I don't even know. Does Walmart sell books now? I know uh, they can, sell poultry. If you go to if you go to my website, there's a link there, and they'll ship them out to you, and then you can get like the digital books on and a signed Amazon. autograph copy. I'll sign <laughs> all of the books. That you buy, yeah, yeah, from uh, from Ned. If you tell him that you, I li- I heard you on Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. I want a nice signature from Ben Kissel, and we'll really confuse some people. Yeah, I mean, shoot me an email. I'm like, I'm pretty, uh, I'm, you know, I've got I check it all the time, so yeah, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. accessible in that aspect. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for being here, Ned Hepburn. Everybody, yeah. check him out. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Peace.